This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy, and each week we will throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week, I landed on Kansas. Kansas. Can- Ain't nothing exciting happens in Kansas. You know, it really doesn't, except for, you know, 300 years, 400 years ago. Wow. Okay. We're, we're going back, back, back in time. 200 years ago. I'm sorry. Math. Wow. So she lied. We're just going back, back in time. Not back, back, back in time. Back, back, back it up. <laughs> We're going to actually talk about the settlement of Quiandro, Kansas, which okay. is now Kansas City. Okay. So back in 1856, this is, it was called Quiandro, uh, Kansas, and it was created by abolitionists around the bank of the Missouri River. Okay. And it was created as a resistance to stop the spread of slavery, actually. Okay. And to serve as an effort to make Kansas a free state. The town was filled with migrants uh, who were trying to help secure Kansas as a free territory, and it became an important runaway slave settlement and the port of entry for abolitionists and free state activists. This town was heavily involved in aiding with the Underground Railroad at the time and helping slaves escape who had escaped from Missouri to go into Kansas. Okay. So kind of a cool little town. Um, Kansas then eventually became a free state. Its growth slowed a little bit. Okay. And parts of it became abandoned. And it still functioned for some time as like a gathering place for all the former slaves. Okay. Um, and in 1965, they established a school called the Keandro Freedman School, which was the first black school west of the Mississippi River. It was a very important town in its time, but it also had a lot of secret dark history. And there was specifically this one house that seems to have been hungry for blood. Okay. And weird phenomena it was a magnet for strange phenomena and it would be rumored to also be cursed what so hidden away in a dark little road just south of the historic runaway runaway slave settlement okay um was a about a three-quarter mile down this road that used to be called or that's now called the parallel parkway Okay. There stood a 30-acre farm. In the spring of 1987, Miss Wilhelmina Miller, I love that name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She purchased this property and moved into this tiny three-room farmhouse with her husband. Okay. In the fall, she hired a young man by the name of Mans, who soon became her little boo thing. Okay. And became her lover. Ooh, scandalous. Miss Miller and her boo flaunted their romance. (laughs) Flaunted their romance openly and in front of her husband. Okay. He stood silently by and just started getting more and more mad about 
this predicament. She did very, very little to hide their fling and was even caught in the act by Mr. Miller on several occasions and who just seemed to try and look the other way as much as possible. Of okay. course, it was 1865 or around that time or 1856, whatever it was. Okay. 1865. You don't really get divorced at that time. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so he was trying every way which possible to stay married, not worry about it, and just live his life. Okay. But then one day, while his wife and this farmhand man's was they were cuddling on the sofa mr miller got enraged and just snapped okay he went grabbed a shotgun shotgun crept up behind them and blew the top off of man's head with the shotgun okay wow he then like i don't know what happened he realized what he did whatever it may be he then fled into the woods (laughs) Okay. <laughs> I'm going to shoot this man, then I'm going to run away from my house. He fled into the woods, and then the following morning, he was found hanging from a rafter in his barn. This property was just getting started with the fir- the incidents that were about to happen. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Wilhelmina Miller, she really didn't seem phased at all by this murder-suicide that had just happened. And in fact, she invited an older soldier to come live with her shortly after. Then a year later, Miss Miller also hired a new farmhand by the name of Theodore Cedric to replace Mans, who got his head blown off. Okay. And so she was living with this new boyfriend, who was the soldier, but then she started soon having relations with this strapping young farmhand as well she is what they would call the time a hussy a hussy a floozy a floozy wow that's wild (laughs) she's really getting around (laughs) dude for real um and that doesn't even like that's not even half of it oh no there's more (laughs) the the soldier boyfriend um found out about it and he decided to leave which okay. is what the farmhand should have done as well, because he also found like there's just this love triangle and they all got into a fight and soldier yeah. dude left. But farmhand was like, oh, I'm probably going to try to be with this woman because I'm just a farmhand and she has a huge 30 acre farm. OK. Um, And so they were living together. And then one day farmhand named theodore i keep calling him farmhand but well theodore was his name he got sick and died okay (laughs) and when they figured it out he apparently overdosed on some medicine that miss miller gave him Mm, convenient Mm-hmm. Was, so that was about 1881. Is she black widowing all these people? I think so. She's just murking people left and right. I, I honestly, I don't know what's going on. So it was unclear if it was like a, a murder or if it was an accident. Um, and so no one ever found out if it was intentional or not. 
Okay. I have a theory. <laughs> so, Wilhelmina couldn't bear to be alone. <laughs> and it's it's stated... I think we're surprised. <laughs> right. And it's stated that before even Theodore's body was cold <laughs> and in the ground, she found comfort in the arms of a new boo <laughs> named John Fanshawe. so this is four men in 14 years so far okay wow and all the other ones are dead three of them died two three yeah the husband uh... three died one left her (laughs) i'm surprised he's not dead right if he would have stayed so the um they both started living with one another, but after a while, Jacob just couldn't stand to be around her. And then in January of 1890, uh, they put a quote in the Boston Globe or whatever uh, newspaper that they were having there, and they said, the old woman made things so lively for Fanshawe that he took refuge in the poor house out back. Oh. <laughs> Okay. So John ended up leaving after becoming increasingly spooked around the rumors he was hearing about his new girlfriend and the house that they were living in. And they started developing a reputation that the house is being haunted. Okay. After he left, one day people just stopped seeing Miller around uh, Wilhelmina. It was assumed that she must have abandoned the property and left town. Okay. And even at this point, locals were whispering that the Miller house was haunted and even cursed. But they would soon have more to think, or more reasons why to think that. Okay. So it seems that there was a farmer that was next door, living next door, um, and he decided to go check out the creepy abandoned farm one day in 1899. Okay. So this was about nine years after John left and people started see- stopped seeing her. Yeah. One of Miller's cows actually wandered onto his property looking really unfed and em- emaciated. Okay. He was scared of the property and... He's like, I'm not going over there. He, well, he, he didn't want to go alone. Okay. So they took about a half dozen neighbors... And they, <laughs> <laughs> right, power in numbers. <laughs> I can just imagine. Yeah, I got her cow. I got to take it back. But like, I need I'll, a friend. I don't want to go by myself. <laughs> should we? Should we go get John too? What about Bart? Let's go get Bart. Well, can you imagine? Like this one farm was thirty <gasps> acres. That's like a big piece of land. So these people live like pretty far away from one right. another. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so the men walked the the cow back and they were greeted by this dog that just started barking at them okay. and like growling at them and they finally got the dog wrangled up and was able to walk to the house and they started walking all around and they went to the east facing window of the tiny house and peeked inside and discovered two lifeless bodies rotting in pools of dried blood. 
Oh. He, they went in and were like, what happened? They found that Wilhelmina was dead on her own bed and the body of a man named Jacob Shaler. So a new dude. <laughs> oh, jeez. And the body of Jacob was on the floor. Miller was killed with two gunshots to the chest and one to the mouth. And Jacob had died of a single sh- gunshot to the side of his head in apparent suicide. So, so she got got. She got got. And who knows why? There was nobody. I, I have my theories. <laughs> so, yes. I mean, there there's a lot of different theories about how she probably was <laughs> cheating on him because that's her M.O. But also, who knows? It could have been the Amneville horror where people were possessed by bad spirits. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. And we never will know. They found Matilda stretched across the bed, and this man named Jacob was laying on the floor, and then the dead man's dog was also guarding the corpse protectively. Like, he wouldn't let any of the people come and, like, get around Jacob. Okay. The authorities came to the conclusion that Jacob had killed Miller several days before he had finally killed himself. And so he was just sitting there. After he shot her, just staring into the world. I don't know what he was doing. They also found like a pipe next to him. And okay. like he he was just chilling, being like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what happened. And then a few days later he just killed himself. Okay. So another local man who had lived nearby claimed that this also happened in the house about 22 years ago right before Miller and Miller and his wife or Miller and his her husband moved into the house. Okay. Um something similar to like Something similar. So this couple moved into the house and became recluses. Like no one knew who they were. And no one knew anything about them. They couldn't even recall their names. Okay. Um, but they soon would make commotion in the community by because there was so much gossip surrounding it. They both turned up dead of gunshot wounds in the very same room where Miller and her new lover were found as well. With gunshot wounds. With gunshot wounds. Wild. And so his statement was, 22 years ago, a strange couple moved into the house and cultivated some of the adjoining land. They kept to themselves, did not interfere with anybody's business, and so the neighbors did not learn their names. 21 years ago, this very night, we came to this house on the same errand in which we came this morning, not having seen them around for a week or so. And as you, and as sure as you stand there, sir, we found that man and woman in the same room, dead, both with pistol shots in their head. Not having any friends, the county buried them, and no one to this day knows, knows who they were or where they came from. I hardly think that anybody who knows the circumstances would wish to live in this house, and it will be avoided as it is a terrible spot. So he was saying that the same exact thing happened where... You know, there was some sort of 
reason why these people or neighbors came by to check up on these people. Yeah. And they were both shot in the same exact room. Weird. This, so in late December of 1889, a young man named William Kelly was walking by the home along Parallel Parkway, which is what it's called now, when he passed the abandoned Miller house. And he reported that he had seen orbs of light moving around the house and had heard the groans and cries of someone in extreme agony. When Keeley told his story to some of the locals, they all thought he was crazy. They laughed at him and were making fun of him. But Keeley was actually vindicated in a word. A few days later, after a traveling salesman passed through the vicinity, and when they got to the baker's house, there was a state of high agitation. He said, there's something that's terribly wrong in this house on the back road. And he said that he started hearing someone groaning as if they were in pain. Sure enough, the house that he was referring to was the Miller farmhouse. Okay. So after all this death and all this unlucky times happening with Miller and her slew of boyfriends. Yes. No one dared to live in this house again. And in and most people just avoided it altogether. Okay. They even avoided trying to walk past it. And there wow. was rumors that even when someone looked at the house, they went insane. So crazy, right? Yeah. So then, of course, all the rumors started about how it was had supernatural forces and it was worming their way into their brains and driving them to do what they had done. And it had been happening for years and all of this. Interesting. Um, and so there were a ton of reports over the years of this property having like orbs of light, shadow lights. Mm. sounds of disembodied screams moans and even some gunshots from within the house but no one nobody was living there so there was actually a story i read that i didn't print out but it was the same exact kind of thing somebody was walking by saw all these orbs of lights and saw people or heard people screaming and so this person started walking up to the house and to see if something was wrong and all the lights in the house were turned on when he was walking up but as soon as he got close Mm -hmm. everything went dark again weird yeah so after a little while this town uh faced a great decline and it was completely abandoned but it was actually recently discovered again in 1980 during an archaeological study and then in 2019 it's called the john d dingle jr conservation management and recreation act okay designated it the quiondro townsite national commemorative site and much of the site was restored to be preserved for educational purposes okay but they actually tore down the farmhouse. It's long gone. Okay. And no other stories have come to this, come from that location. And so they're thinking whatever Dark Forces like was lurking around that house mm-hmm. 
is now gone. It was attached to the house. There is attached to the house. So it's it's lost in history, kind of, with the teardown of the house. And yeah. we have no idea what happened because obviously there's not anybody inhabiting that area. Yeah. And so, yeah. That was that was a cool little story I saw and I wanted to share because it's just it's so weird. It is weird. Yeah, I um yeah. Well, they <coughs> excuse me. They had um lived there for a while before it seems like it affected her. Yeah, it was about like a, f- a year or two or something. <coughs> okay. So maybe it, it's not as long as I thought it was. Um but still, that's that's crazy. It is crazy. It's it's. I just giggled because she was just a floozy. Yeah. And she just loves everybody. She was very promiscuous. That Wilhelmina. Well, and I just, I mean, it was so crazy when I read that the husband just didn't even Care? say anything. You yeah. Know? I mean, he obviously cared because he killed him later on. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, how could you let somebody do that right in front of you? Right. Like, you could have an inkling. Right. Yeah, it's different from, like, it's different if you see it versus, like, if you just, like, you've heard rumors. But, like, she showed you. <laughs> Often. She was on the couch. Yeah. Doing that's it. That's wild wild (laughs) thank you for listening to this episode of unsolved america head on over to facebook and instagram and follow us at unsolved america mvp and be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform if you need to contact us please email unsolved america mvp at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next week this has been an mvp podcast my village productions